Is that what happened? Yeah, he said one o'clock my time. Oh yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know Craig kept it at eleven. Eleven was the last guest, but um, I oh, thought okay. I thought this, it would be more appropriate if you know y'all had to run out and do stuff because Camilo keeps doing his thing where he's just like halfway. I gotta go. So yeah, no. Today we'll I, move I go to Pin Oak Pin Oak uh, Middle School today to check it yeah. out. Even though I pretty much made my selection, but I gotta see what's going on Pin Oak. You know anything yeah, about well, Pin Oak Middle School? I don't know anything about Pen Oak Middle School, but you not know, you, I man. Do... You're not from Houston. But, Ooh, Craig. but Craig, but Craig is Craig is from North Carolina, so he knows what I had for lunch. I had some Bojangles for lunch today. Yeah. Well, technically, technically, I'm from here in Houston, okay. but I lived in Raleigh for a long for for about a decade. So, um, well. I don't know how much uh, Camilo told you, but this is the uh, continuing adventures of uh, Crizzle and Camilo, a.k.a. Whip Wop Galore. Yes, yes. I've tuned in. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, we, you know, you are uh, Camilo's guest this week. So I want, you know, so if you want, so Camilo, if you want to introduce dude and tell us, tell us who we have here. I want him to introduce himself, but I'll just give a, a little intro. This is uh, Mo Black, also known as Maurice Blackwell, uh, one of the fine young, fine young prince of South Orange, New Jersey. But uh, but tell us, tell us about yourself, man. Tell us who you well, are. Well, I I gave you a whole intro that that you were supposed to you're supposed to use for me, man. I gave you uh, talking points for my intro, but I guess if I do it myself, man, you know, I'm. First and foremost, I am um, president and CEO of uh, LilyTeaCompany.com. Um, you know, it's a tea company, a, a high-end loose-leaf tea company that I import tea from Sri Lanka, um, where my mother's from, and the company is named after my mother and my daughter. So, you know, I hope the listeners, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram and uh, check me out and check out my website and order some tea. That's cool, and uh, hopefully, I'll be a sponsor for y'all. Um, you know, for your podcast, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, I'm also one of the creators of the UW Battle League. I know Camillo is familiar with it. He's come to a, a few shows with me in the Camilo. past. Yeah, Camilo. I'm sorry, Camilo. Um, you know, he, he's come to a, a few shows. Um, out there, I'm not sure. Craig, are, are you are you down with the whole uh, battle rap uh, scene? Well, there isn't. I don't think there's really much of one here, and it yeah, could man, be Beretta wrong. Blaze, Beretta Blaze, Scotty, Scotty, uh, Scotty Rap from uh, I think he's from South Park. I'm not really sure. No, anyway, sorry, there is a bad rap scene out here. Correct? Oh, okay, so yeah, I, I, I'm corrected, but uh, just I mean, well, let's get into uh, you know, where he's where he originated. From because uh, uh, Camilo told me that you had a lot of uh, you come out of Jersey and that uh, you uh, know a lot of people uh, over the year, particularly famous people. Like, well, you know, the relatives of famous people. Is that am I correct? Yeah, I, I would yeah. say, I would say, uh, famous uh, people adjacent, I guess. <laughs> yeah. that, that's fair, right? So um yeah i think uh where i grew up in south orange is very 
uh, eclectic and and um, very creative space. I went to uh, I went to school with Lauren Hill. Um, I grew up down the street from Cool and the Gang. Um, Naughty by Nature has helped a lot with uh, our uh, stuff that we've done in the past for the Battle League uh, that that we do. Um, I work with uh, Arsenal the Rebels, one of the biggest battle rap guys in in the world, actually. And um, you know, I've done you know my past. I, I've done a lot of music stuff and um, worked at Motown Records. I worked at Interscope Records. Um, mm-hmm. What did you, uh, you do over there at Motown? Uh, that was a, that was an internship that I did uh, when I was working in the A and R department. And that was like back in the day when uh, they still had like uh, Jason Weaver. <laughs> um, you know, he was signed at the time. And I think they had uh, uh, like 702 and, you know, a couple other groups. But um, at the time, rest in peace, um, the the big guy there was um, uh, having a brain fart. Uh, he used to work with Puffy. He died recently. Uh, Andre Harrell? Andre Harrell, yes, yeah. thank you, Craig. Yes, uh, Andre Harrell was the CEO at the time, so it was cool. You know, I used to meet with him and uh, sit in and, and listen and see how he worked. And you know, a very, very uh, smart guy, and everybody knows that you know he's been in the industry for such a long time. And um, so, you know, rest in peace, him. Um, but uh, just in general, um, you know, working with uh, different artists. Uh, you know, working in the studios and a lot of a lot of music stuff in the past, and uh, so that that was cool. And also, um, I used to host uh, like you guys. I had my own podcast. It was called The Score, where it was uh, just a really um, fun sort of experience. Where it was just a sports radio show, where you know every week we used to just uh, you know talk about you know whatever relevant sports. You know that were that were available. Me and my partner uh, CJ Cracks, who's a uh, a great stand-up comedian, was the co-host, and another good friend of mine, Jimmy Mead, uh, Irish guy. Um, you know, we, we used to have like a good time, but it was you know once a week, and we did it on this um, uh, platform called uh, Nonfiction Radio, which was based out of East Orange, New Jersey. So, um, hey, so going yeah. back to the studio stuff, you used to um, you told me one time that uh. That Scissor used to used to come into the studio. Who's that? You used to tell me that Scissor used to come into the studio because I don't think a lot of people know that she she started out in Jersey. She you, is. She's in the studio. Cool. A lot of a lot of interesting people. Tell us tell us more about that. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, working with uh, Arsenal, um, especially in, a, in the formative years when he was first coming up. Um, this is, I guess, dates back to like two thousand and probably like four, two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, uh, you know, it, it was, um, you know, at that time, a lot of people were still just coming up. So we would have a lot of pop-up guests and um, SZA. Yeah, she's actually uh, from Maplewood, I believe, Maplewood, New Jersey. And she went to Columbia High School, which is the local high school um, from uh, in, in South Orange. And again, that's where uh, Lauren Hill went. Zach Braff uh, went there. Uh, Angela Yee went there. Jennifer Williams from basketball wives uh was there which is i you know i think they all graduated the same year and that class of 93 was uh super uh a really strong class from columbia a lot of them went on to 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 go very far 
And um, yeah, you know, it was, like I said, just a really artsy, you know, sort of collective of people that went on to do very well in, in, in the area. I'm very proud to be from there. And also, you know, I also claim Newark, New Jersey, because I did go to high school there. That's where I met uh, Brother Camillo. Um, Camilo. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I, did I really? Are you just like messing with me now? Am I no, really? man. That's no, what this is this is a thing now that he has. That he's right. Right. Thank you, thank you, Craig, for for pointing we've this all, out. We've all we've been calling Camilo for years, but apparently now it's Camilo. So we got to get that going. <laughs> Camilo. Yeah, yeah and it's like it's just like a slight little enunciation thing that he's been a stickler for for the last uh, you know two months or so, which it's is very yeah. more recent. I'm just yeah. saying that's all you got. That's all you got to say. My name, man. So, oh, whatever, dude. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's getting annoying. Craig, Craig, thank you, thank you for pointing out how annoying this is has become hey. for you. Right? <laughs> thank you, thank you, Craig. All right. Yeah, this is what that's what I'm here for. But uh, but wait, didn't you? Um, well, well, well I guess got to ask real quickly. Have you ever crossed paths with uh, uh, Eric Roberson? Eric Roberson, um, aka no. Arrow. Yeah, well, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's a a very uh, well known um, indie R&B singer. Come out of Jersey and just like I thought, like, yeah, big fan of his work. So, no, unfortunately, I have not. Um, and and in all, you know, honesty, uh, the music business is very. Uh, a very strange industry. It's very relationship oriented and it's very uh like very flaky. I, I guess, you know, Tribe Call Quest said it best, right? You know, uh industry rule number two thousand and eighty, record people companies are shady, right? So it's it's very, very true to that. And uh well, well how shady are we talking about here? I mean, what are your experiences uh dealing with that? Okay, well, what I noticed, okay, when I, when I was working at Interscope, I was probably about 20 years old. And what I noticed is that, uh, one, you work a shitload of hours. Okay, am I allowed to curse on here? Or is, is... Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I know Camilo has also been very stickler yeah. on my on my language, and uh, we've been going back and forth about uh, me cursing. Yeah. Dropping the end bomb and dropping oh, the end bomb. Yeah, you too. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I hey, know Craig, I, I, I'm thankful that I'm not. I thought he was singling me out at some point, but I'm glad that he's spreading this uh, his new positive uh, progress and and and, and positive vernacular. on internet. Yeah, we're positive on internet. Right, right. We don't want to, Craig. We don't want to uh, diminish his his uh, his writing status in any kind of way by cursing, <laughs> cursing in front of him so uh my but, dad's status yeah uh and shout out to your dad you know i want to be on the PTO. Atno, I, yeah brother atno um am i pronouncing his name correctly atno is it yeah yeah that's yeah right okay can't go wrong with that. right um but uh, yeah it was just uh, i noticed that interscope that you work a lot of hours and you don't get paid a lot at all. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these guys who work at the record labels, they, you know, they're out at these parties and can't even afford to have a drink, but you get in for free, but you can't even afford to have a drink. So I thought that was very interesting. I wind up quitting Interscope. Uh, at the time I was making like $16,000. 
a year and uh, transitioned into corporate America, working at Prudential, making $32,000 a year. So it was a very easy decision for me to leave, strictly based off of financial, and, uh, financial aspirations of wanting a car and not being able to afford a car. And uh, so, and then I started uh, working independently uh, as as a producer and working, you know, in management. So, uh, you know, it, it tended to to work out well for me. Uh-huh. Uh, what are the uh, some of the artists that you handled, managed, whatnot? So, well, I'll tell you this: at Interscope, I think I did have a chance to date Maya. Maya definitely had would come into my office all the time. And at the time I was, I guess like 21 or so. And I didn't even know how to, I didn't even know how to deal with her. I I was, people in the office will come over and and say, yo, I think she likes you, man. Why is she always in your office type thing? And I was like, yeah, I don't even know. But uh, that, that, that was very cool. And, and also working at Interscope was, was uh, very, it was very interesting because, uh, working under Jimmy Iovine, um, mm-hmm. who you know was still is is like one of the biggest music people in the in, in the industry, and it was around the time where uh, Death Row had just kind of broken up. Dr. Dre had started Aftermath, and and uh, you know that that was like a very you know cool time to be working there. And of course, they also had you know Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails. We're signing Interscope. The Wallflowers were very big, and it was interesting to see these people, you know, coming into the office and 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 really conducting their business, you know, with their lawyers and their agents and their managers and that sort of thing, and being privy to to see those meetings and see kind of the the checks that were floating around. I, I still remember um, Diddy had did a a remix for something. And I remember seeing that check for $75,000. Like, wow. And they didn't like it. And Diddy was on the phone like, well, if you guys want me to do it again, you're going to have to send me another 50 to go back into the studio. And they just cut that check. And I was like, whoa. Like, you know, at that time, it was like, there's a lot of money floating around here. So I I love how, yeah, I asked you, like, any artists that you managed, and then you just automatically put, you know, I used to date Maya. You're asking for interesting stories, but no, I didn't. Well, I, I didn't do that. I, I definitely did not. You know, Craig, that, no. that's that's a bit of a stretch. I didn't date her. Okay, but okay. I think I, I, you know, I, I think hey, she kind of liked me at one point. Hey, um, no, man, no, artist, artist, I, 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 ain't hating, I ain't hating on you, man. This is, <laughs> this is... All right. Now, um, Arsenal the Rebel, who, who's uh, you know a big Jersey artist, um, definitely managed him. Uh, another. Friend of mine who I who I still work with still to this day is uh, Mikey Mula. He's from New Jersey, and uh, you know some producers. Nothing really is too much on the on the management side, to be honest with you, Craig. You're like a connector, though. See, he's like a connector. Like he connects, he connects all these people, and 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 for some reason, all these people gravitated. Could you talk about the birthday parties you used to throw? Oh yeah, well, um, I said a good friend of mine still is a dear friend, Angela Yee. Um, who was the whole club. club uh on um power 105 in new york and, and with uh charlemagne the god and and um like, this is just um, like his friend they used to throw birthday parties every year together. yeah because her birthday is her birthday is like three days after mine and uh so we and she had a lot of connections she started out working at wu-tang records and 
um, and also helped me get the internship at Motown Records. That's initially that wind up me getting a job at at uh, Interscope. Um, but yeah, our parties used to be great. Um, Angela was very well connected, so you know there there were a lot of famous people that would come to the birthday parties. That I would be shocked at. Um, you know, like uh, Havoc and Prodigy would come to our parties. Rest in peace, Prodigy. Uh, still one of these days, still one of my favorite rappers of all time. And nobody really talks about that he passed because I guess it kind of happened around the same time Nipsey Hustle had passed. And, um, but uh, yeah, it was just, you know, um, a lot of, you know, cool people that, that would come by. Uh, I think the the last podcast that I heard, uh, that you guys had with Craig, you guys were getting on Keith Murray because he's been, I guess, relevant in the uh, uh, relevant in, in the news because of his stories more recently, his sex stories that he's been talking about. Um, but yeah, you know him being there. Uh, was he was he bringing up about was he bringing up whopping? No, whopped off in hotel rooms. Craig, no, this, this is this is way before the whopping days. So mm-hmm. um, also another. <laughs> Also, another um, uh, cool person that would uh, come to our parties because she was, and which I got to meet and hang out with a lot was uh, Santa Gold. I'm not oh. sure if you're familiar with her, right? And yeah. um, that was her roommate. She, she, huh? That was her roommate. Yeah, that was that was Angela Yee's roommate at Wesleyan. And uh, you know, when I used to go up there and hang out with her uh, up there, Santa uh, Gold was her name is Shanti, but. Uh, a very just like such a down to earth and very cool person, and and that was before um, she hit though, right? You, you knew, her yeah, before. yeah, yeah. And then even afterwards, she would come to our birthday parties, and you know, people would be shocked that we we knew each other so well. Like, I mean, even at Wesleyan, she used to, you know, uh, let us borrow her car and all that stuff to to go to the store, and um, so it, it was it was uh very cool. And like I said, I, I think uh, more of a product of the area more so than anything, and. And and the the want to uh, be in hip hop at to some capacity, not really knowing, you know exactly what I was going to do, and I think at some point we all had dreams of being a rapper, and then those dreams kind of deflate. And but you still want to be a part of of that culture in some sort of way. So I kind of just navigated through and you know figured out you know uh, different avenues to to stay relevant in the music industry and. And and I was I'm still very passionate about hip hop. That was supposed to be one of the titles, uh, Craig. That Camilla was supposed to introduce me as as, as a hip hop aficionado, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know, uh, but I, I think you know, n- you just navigate your way through and, and and figure it out. I think you know the same way that you know even with podcasting that you guys can relate to. You know, I don't think anybody dreamed as a kid to be in a podcast or hosting a show or what have you, but, you know, through the love of writing for both of you guys and, and being able to really, you know, uh, talk your way, you know, and, and, and use your language uh, makes you guys great podcasters. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You listen. I, I enjoy the show. I, I tune into you guys. That's at least two people I know who listen. <laughs> All right, we on the road. There you go. We on the road, there son. Go. There you go. So, um, um what else I was gonna uh, ask you? Though? I wanted to ask you about um, wanted to ask you about the the battle. Oh no, did you have another question, Craig? No, nah, nah, go ahead. You asked him some. The uh, the battle rap, the battle rap scene. Like how how did you get involved with um? Because I remember I went to a couple of these events um, 
and and they they were they were pretty serious. It was the yeah. UW. I always thought it was URL, but but they're no, like URL is different. Uh, URL is different. That's uh smack. Uh, uh, Smack is the head of URL, and Smack and we DVDs with, used to come out. Yeah, right? Smack DVDs, yeah, and uh, you know we we worked with him, you know, very well, and uh, you know a lot of our a lot of the artists from URL performed on our shows, and uh, you know it was very. Uh, what happened was we we were starting a group called the uh, the Cash Addicts, oh, and yeah, that was Addicts. right. The Cash Addicts uh, were comprised of Mikey Mula and. Arsenal the Rebel, and Arsenal already had a background in battle rap, and he had been on 106 and Park and won five times. Or Wait, won yeah, like do you know about times. Arsenal, Craig? I just want to make sure Craig knows who this guy is. This guy's like seriously, like, like, like the 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 guy. He's like the I don't know, yeah. Brad Pitt of battle rap. I don't know. Yeah, he, he, he's he, just a well known guy. I don't know, Robert De Niro, or something. He's like the star, of like battle rapping. And, yeah, um, he is. Like and, and, he rep, and he reps, and he reps North New Jersey. And so he's, and he's from New Jersey, but he's very, very well known. Yeah. Um. um yeah. So, uh, we we were doing a lot of music, um, and, uh, you know, Arsenal, you know, was was really into the battle rap scene. So we went in and created a league with him, kind of being the the spearhead artist of it, and he was able to get a lot of the other artists. That he had known from, you know, the battle rap, which was like Sue Surf, and he's very, you know, good friends with, and Calico from Detroit, and uh, you know, just just a lot of uh, uh, rappers from from you know Goods and 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 Loaded Lux, and you know, uh, Murder Mook, and all those guys, you know, uh, came through the relationships that Arsenal had built. So we were able to get a lot of good shows going, and, and yeah, generated, you know. Uh, a lot of YouTube hits, uh, you know, millions, millions of hits. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of money uh, you know, involved with this stuff. I remember going to one, and um, I think Tretch was helping to officiate it. Yes, yes. And, um, and I was surprised how, how and uh, there were just like rappers popping up in the audience, and they came out to like a, like a Masonic Lodge in Newark somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it was like people who were there were like very, very serious. And yeah. And I remember like a fight broke out. And then Tretch yeah. was like in the middle and he was like, hey, you know, yeah. peace, peace. And then everybody was cool. And I think it ended. But it was really yeah. pretty heated. It was like a very serious battle rap thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would have to protect Camillo from, from those uh, roughhousers that were there at the battle rap shows. Uh, but we had, you know, speaking of hosts, yeah. <laughs> uh, like that. <laughs> Tretch, Tretch from Naughty by Nature hosted. Vin, uh, Vinny Rock from Naughty by Nature hosted. We had uh, Ron Artest, a.k.a. Metal World Peace host one we had red man host one uh peter rosenberg from hot 97 host one uh and we, we we had a lot of good hosts and and uh you know me not actually being a big fan of battle rap uh i did see like the artists especially the rappers who are you know even like red man and and uh we did one where uh you know again recipes prodigy was there and I would be able to speak to them and they would be like, yo, man, we love what you guys are doing is, you know, hip hop at, at a very pure form that that what you guys are doing. And, you know, I, that was was very, very cool for me because I was like big fans of all these people and to see that they were fans of, you know, some of the stuff that that we had put together, uh, you know, was 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 very, very uh, cool experience for me. Now you're 
doing uh, tea. Yes, which is it interesting. You go go through all this this music and hip hop and and yeah. you're distributing tea and yeah. Uh, where did that whole experience begin for you? Um. Well, I went to Sri Lanka with my mother to volunteer for the tsunami relief after the tsunami. Uh, my mother's from Sri Lanka. And uh, I met my uncle who had been in the industry, in the tea industry in Sri Lanka for 40 plus years as a planter. Uh, we stayed at the Tetley Tea Estate in Sri Lanka uh, for a week. And at the time, I was a big coffee drinking kind of guy. I never really had tea outside of Lipton tea sort of thing. And when I went to Sri Lanka, I, the tea was just so amazing. I was just like, wow, I can believe it. But, you know, transitioning to a beverage industry, you know, I get to still use a lot of my uh, relationships that I built in the music industry to help, you know, market and promote it. And, you know, it, it has been so far working out well for me uh, with that. So I think most people who work in music generally do have side hustles or different industries that, you know, Jada Kiss now has a too? coffee company, coffee. right? And and doesn't um, uh, doesn't the uh, with Chic Lotion? Wait, I forget which member. The Locks has the uh, juice uh, Styles P. Yeah, Styles yes. P. Yeah, Styles P has has a juice company. Um, you know, of course, Master P has rap snacks, and you know, so there it, it is. Uh, Bumby has chill burgers. Right, that's what I'm saying. There, 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 there are a lot of. Uh, you know, it does work hand in hand and and it's great for uh, using as a platform for marketing, you know, that that people, uh, you know, do support it and 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 they get to use their social media contacts to to help, you know, market, you know, what it is. So, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, other than that, I mean, uh, it was just an idea that uh, with Lily Tea Company, uh, after my mother had passed, um you know, I saw a picture that I took and uh, in Sri Lanka at the, at the Tetley Tea Estate, and I got inspired and and uh, you know I had one of those Jerry Maguire moments where you know I sat down one night and started writing a business plan, and by the next morning I had finished and it was like sixty pages long, and uh, you know just showed it to a couple people and and things started rolling from there. Hey, do Do you mind just talking a little bit uh, about your background? Just because um, I don't know if everybody knows what Sri Lanka is. Sure. And and because you just look like a black dude to me. But <laughs> what what is your background? Yeah. Uh, my my dad is black. Uh, my dad is uh, the the blackest dude I've ever met in my life. Besides Camilo's father, Camilo's father. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, Craig. You see, see, I corrected myself, Craig. Yeah. What do you mean yeah. by what do you mean by the blackest? The the, the dark skin. It's very or? um. You know they're. Uh, they they grew it, up in man. a different time. They they grew up in a different time in a different era in America, um, where, where you know black power. My dad is from Newark. He's also from New York City and Baltimore. So mm -hmm. he, he's you know oh, yeah. from he's from some hoods. Yeah, and, yeah. You just like you just named like three places. Just like oh yeah, he, he's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... yeah and and he, he's a Vietnam vet. Um, and he was stationed in Germany after he finished his tour. My mother's from Sri Lanka, who was a nurse, and she was working in Germany at the time in Munich. And they'd met uh, there. And I guess a couple months later, uh, my brother was coming around town. And then a year after that, my sister was coming around. So, yeah. And, and Sri Lanka, 
for people who don't know, it's just it's a very small island off the southern coast of India. Mm. Um, and yeah, Camilla, is, I'm, I'm like a black guy. But in Sri Lanka, the uh, the skin, people's skin is very dark. It's not like India where you see a lot of, you know, if you watch Bollywood movies, you see a lot of light skin kind of Indians. But in Sri Lanka, they're very dark. So I, I guess that's why. More people know about Sri Lanka because of because of MIA and, and you did MIA, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've gotten to meet MIA as well, um, which was very cool. And uh, um, you know, it, Sri Lanka is uh, just a very poor island, uh, you know, in Sri Lanka. But the, what they are known for is tea, tea and cinnamon. To be honest with you, and uh, you know, those are their two biggest exports. And uh, Sri Lanka exports about one third of the world's tea. So mm. you know. Uh, there's China who does, you know, mostly green teas, but Sri Lanka is very mountainous. It's very, um, you know, monsoon seasons. And so it makes good to grow black teas. So most of the black teas that you guys drink when you do drink black tea generally comes from Sri Lanka or, or Darjeeling, which is uh, Darjeeling, India, which is, which is again, very South uh, India. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a, well, I'm a, Big fan of teas. I've been getting, you know, getting a lot into teas like the past year. Well, I've, uh-huh. well, I've been, you know, I've been trying to like just drink tea just to calm myself or just or sure. just do a lot sure. calming things because I I usually take it with honey and and lemon. Yeah, and I don't go. know. I don't know. If that's the right way. To, I know. I I hear some people go. Oh, I, you know, I take it. You know, without any additives or whatever, and yeah. just like it, but I just like a, it's a nice little mixture of things. But, um, is it, you know, as a um person of color, uh, dealing in, in with tea marketing and in, in selling tea, I mean, you find is it, is it difficult to to uh market that to the african-american community have you had guys roll up to you man i mean i ain't, you think i'm british and say i ain't drinking no goddamn tea why you just <laughs> come at me with that tea bullshit you know nah. or or is the, or you get a lot of <clears throat> you know people you get people who like you know you know listen you know listen to erica badu and and read poetry and just like hey yeah like the tea and shit so um Honestly, I, it was surprisingly, I was, it was embraced a lot. Um, cause you, you got to figure too, Craig, like besides the hot tea, everybody drinks iced tea. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I'm currently down in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, and every place you go to has sweet tea. Right. Yeah. And, and sweet tea generally is not made from green tea, it's made from black tea. Mm-hmm. And so again, tea is one of those, you know, interesting beverages. I mean, uh, According to what I've read and what I know, tea is the second most consumed beverage in the world next to water. And you have to factor in because of how many people like iced teas. There's a lot of people who drink coffee and don't really like a hot tea, but definitely love Arizona tea or mm-hmm. love some sort of form of iced tea, right? And, and yeah. um, so uh, being said that, you know, I've been really well embraced, you know, surprisingly embraced by uh, the community and and also with Lily Tea Company, the flavors that we had picked were definitely um, flavors that we wanted to be healthy for 
for people. Right. And, you know, so we have like a ginger black tea that's, you know, great for high blood pressure and, you know, it's great for your stomach and, um, you know, and, and, uh, picking out green teas, uh, that, that, that were just really good for, to bring caffeine levels down, you know, and, and the great part about it is you can sweeten it as you like. I mean, you say you use honey and lemon and everybody has their own kind of way. I mean, Honestly, with with hot tea, I, I kind of dress it the same way I would dress coffee. I do cream and sugar, you know, with, with mine. So, uh, you know, there, there there are a lot of different ways. And a lot of times people will say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm not a big tea person. But at a vendor show, I do a lot of vendor shows and I give out samples and people are like, wow, like I didn't think tea would taste like this sort of thing. So, you know, it's been quite the the opposite. Uh, is, uh very well embraced by and 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 the great thing about tea, uh, Craig, that it transcends uh, cultures, right? There's a lot of people in Jamaica who love tea and drink tea and put weed in there and drink it that way. It transcends um, age groups. You know, there's been a, a big spike in the hipsters who are you know kind of ditching coffee and 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 going and drinking more tea now. And, you know, but then there's also, you know, the old mm-hmm. Irish women who, who love, you know, love their tea. And so they the demographics are, are really, you know, uh, endless to be honest with you. And like I said, it's been quite the opposite. And, and, you know, most of the, most of my friends and most of the, let's say the, 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 the African-Americans that I've come across have been very well uh, receptive to it. Brothers love a good hustle, man. If you got a good business plan. They do, they yeah. do, right, right. They they do. And and I, I do feel like tea was very different. It, it was very left field. You know, for me, it was definitely in my wheelhouse. And I think I was just very lucky that uh, my mother's from, you know, this region of the of the earth and the world that, you know, grows like I said, one third of the world's tea. And I, you know, I, I got very lucky to uh to to go over there and 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 uh you know, meet with my uncle who, you know, definitely walks me through everything, you know, the whole process from where the leaves are, you know, planted and when they're picked and how they're manufactured and how they're flavored and all that good stuff. So, you know, I was very blessed, but yeah, I was, it was, you know, surprisingly embracing by, by everybody, not, not only just African-Americans and not only just people, just, you know, young people as well. What are some of the recommendations, some tea recommendations you got? Like, I know, I know Craig likes to keep it calm sometimes. Like what's uh-huh. like a good calming tea? Um, yeah. Sometimes I like to be a little more active and focused when I'm writing. So I need sure. like something like a little pep. Sure, sure. Um, generally, green teas um, are, are 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 good for calming. Uh, chamomile, you know, it's like a good sleepy time tea. I have a red tea, which is the only tea I outsource from uh, South Africa, South Africa and West Africa. And it's not really a tea. It's a, what they call a tisane. Uh, tisane is just like a you seep it the same way as tea, but it's not really any tea leaves in it. But it's a red tea, and it's called rooibos. Um, I have a sweet rooibos tea, and it's just really good for you. It's I call it kind of like the hangover tea, you know, when when you need something hangover, but to pep you up. Like black teas are always good. My favorite is Earl Grey. I'm a big Earl Grey fan. Um, and it's very, you know, as, uh, probably the same caffeine levels as coffee. So it definitely gives you a pick you up, but it's not, there's no really crashing involved with it after, after your, after your spike and, and caffeine. So, you know, yeah. Uh, black tea. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead, Craig. Well, no, you keep, I, yeah. Cause we'll get into 
you know, the black tea. I, you know, I, you know, cause black teas are usually have caffeine and I try to down play the whole caffeine thing yeah. when it comes to teas. Mostly do. And you say, uh, Rory, Rory, Rory yeah, yeah. I'll, send, I'll send you some, Craig. Uh, when when uh, I'll send you some uh, after the podcast. Uh, when I get back to Jersey, I'll send you a nice little gift package, especially for you know allowing me to be on your show, which is, is very uh, very nice of you. And um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely send you a nice little care package. So, and, and you know, if you're trying to uh, you know calm down a little bit, I'll send you some green teas. I have a have a great uh, pomegranate green tea that you would probably Love like. Those. And my uh, one of my big sellers is peach green tea. Which you know I can't really keep on the shelves, and and I'll send you a nice little Rory Boss tea. Nice. And like I said, feel free to to go to www.lilyteacompany.com. Um, How you spell and, it? And, uh, L-I-L-Y T-E-A Company C-O-M-P-A-N-Y Company.com, and uh, feel free to, to tell me whatever flavors you want. Camille, Camillo, I don't want to send you any because I don't want to you know misspell your name and mispronounce it. So. You know, somebody spelled my name Camilio the other day. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Um, hey, but... Craig, you gonna ask him about the uh, current events, sports? I, I, well, I, I well, just gotta well, step away for two seconds, so I'll be right. I'll be right back. Yeah, Craig, I, I, I'm definitely. I told you I used to uh, host a sports talk radio show, so yeah. I, you know, I, I definitely have been keeping you know uh, up to breast with you know the NBA with LeBron and getting close to cracking Kareem's record, yeah. you know, and the NFL playoffs. So. Well, one thing I wanted to bring up um, uh, is that, you know, trying to, you know, I usually try to, uh, you know, get some intel on who I'm going to be talking to before the podcast starts. And uh, I don't know if you want to get into, I don't know if you even know this, that when I type in your full name in Google, uh, the thing that pops up first is there's a dude who's a sex offender. Yeah, he's a priest. A priest. A priest. So you share the same name yeah, as a, as a priest slash sex offender. You know what the, 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 the crazy thing is? Uh, if you type my name in Google, you get, you know, you get my, you, the, the things that I've done and everything, but you also get the name of a sex offender. <laughs> See, we have something in common. Look at that. Yeah, so like my full name, Craig D. Lindsay, is literally I have the same name as some sex offender in Kentucky. Sure. And I mean, has anybody talked to you about that? Like, hey, man, look yeah. you up on Google. Yeah. Apparently, you're 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 child molester or whatever. Shit. Yeah, um, I'll tell you a funny story about that. My uh, fiance now, um, when she when we first met, she had did the Google search and, and yeah, it comes up all the time, Craig, honestly, it comes. I think it's so funny when you look at the picture, he's an older white guy, I believe. And, uh, and he's a priest. So, or was a priest, but, uh, yeah, it's, that happens a lot, which that's fine. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I like to stay kind of under the radar. I, I've never been, you know, too much of a person, uh, who likes to be all over the place. So it's a good distractor and it winds up being a good, you know, funny talking point when people do look my name up. So, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. if they look up my full name, my, my middle name is Rohan, which is a very Sri Lankan, 
you know, name. So, you know, that, uh, that changes the search up a little bit, but yes, I am. And I'm glad that we, we both have that same uh, problem, Craig, that uh, we're, we're, we're named, you know, identically to sex offenders. I mean, pretty funny. that, that were uh, tripped up you career wise. It's like, you know, trying to find some work uh, and, you know, on a, you know, somebody look you up on Google and the first thing they see is the guy, the friggin' child molesters that would I you know what that's funny I don't know I'm not sure if uh recruiters ha- have done that and, and saw that and been you know turned away from my resume I haven't haven't asked but I guess if they actually did a little bit more research and and you know looked it up but I'm sure that must happen a lot though right I, I mean I I gotta imagine if you know me and you I, I mean we're just now meeting for the first time we both have that similar you know, a thing that there's a lot of other people, you know, who must be associated with killers or, you know, domestic violence things that, that, you know, the naming uh, conventions are the same. So, yeah, no, but I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, has it happened to you, Craig? Have you? I'm sure it has. People don't want to be on your podcast because uh, they think you're, you're, you're uh, a sex offender in some sort of way. Yeah, I I don't know about that, but just like I I actually I wrote a piece a long time ago where I made sure that everybody knew that if you do type up my name, there is a strong possibility you'll see uh, guys who has the same name as me who's a sex offender, and that's not me. Right, right. So right, just right. like had to had to put make sure that was out there to just like just let people know, just like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess I should probably do that. You know, I, I honestly remember when it happened and it was, you know, a lot of news covers behind it. And my uncles had I have like at least two or two of my uncles and a couple of my aunts called. Like, we just heard your name on the news. And what's going on? I'm like, it's not me. I'm not a priest. And mm-hmm. I'm not an old white guy. Like, mm-hmm. okay. So they, they literally just were That's like cooking or something and, and heard my name come up as a sex offender and automatically thought it was me. But hey, now maybe you're right. Maybe I should do something to clarify that uh, there, there's a difference. I think when you look at my name, uh, Camilo Smith, some like rock band in Brazil comes up. But that's not me. Yeah. Well, I, no, that's, that, right that's I, not I the think... same. That's not the same thing. We're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... You, like, yeah, oh, you oh, that yeah, and... like, like some cool shit pops up when you're. Yeah, when, yeah, well, yeah. I do my name, but like, <laughs> me and Maurice, we're 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 sex offenders, apparently. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be great if there was a Maurice Blackwell who's an astronaut or something like that, or. Who invented or, something cool, but or a Craig um, Lindsay who's a porn star and just like me. I wouldn't mind that either. I wouldn't yeah, mind exactly. Porn star porn like, actually, both like, you guys see, got decent porn star names. What the fuck? I don't, are you, I, I, I don't know about that. What, what, what fucking porn star named, named Craig? Yeah, Craig Lindsay. Mo Black, Maurice Blackwell. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Ron Jeremy was not a bit of a reach. That's a bit of a reach. A porn star name, and Hold look where and look where that. he and look where he is now. Just yeah, poor Ron Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah poor, poor Ron Jeremy ripping all those girls, <laughs> old ass. Oh, but, right, right, right. Never mind. Yeah, Never but mind. uh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot all the facts in that case. So, yeah. I, I, so guys, let me. You know, you guys are you guys are both writers, and and um, you know, I was listening to uh the podcast that you guys had with um. 
was his, was his name Brandon? Brandon Collin. Yeah. Yes. 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 And, uh, you know, you guys were, 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 you know, talking about a lot of, uh, you know, both movies and, and, and things like that. And so one of the things that, you know, I, I'm a big movie buff and I watch a ton of TV series and binge watch everything, but, you know, you guys were talking about your favorite movies and, and Camilla would know, I know Camilla is a big sci-fi and, you know, horror movie kind of, uh, kind of buff. And, and I'm more of a, a comedian and, and comedy sort of guy. And one of the movies I think is, you know, is one of my favorite movies of all time. And and you guys could either agree or disagree, but don't be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood. How funny is that movie still to this day? I, I saw a little bit of it the other day and I'm still like crying laughing. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some funny stuff. I mean, it's one, it's, it's, it's Wayne's brothers, the whole like Wayne brothers. So you get the sense like a lot of it is, is this hit hit or miss for, for right, me right, from right, my right, perspective. Right, right, right. I mean, but there's a, like like there is lots of uh, funny things like uh you know the the whole uh they Bernie Mac thing where they recreate that cop scene from oh, Boys Hood yeah, still yeah yeah it's still quite funny. Yes, you know, I hate the back of Forest Whitaker's neck. He hates that. <laughs> He hates his gums because they black. He hates the, I the, hate the, the Whoopi keys. Goldberg's lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black keys on the piano. Mm. The back of bars with it because net. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, some of that stuff just, you know, it's one of those movies is just still to this day. Like, you know, it, it really is just hilarious to me, you know. And, and my favorite thing about that movie is Winter Wars. That's, that's the only thing I really like about that movie. Winter Wars. That, that, that Wu Tang song. That comes out. It was on the soundtrack. Uh, I forget yeah, what scene yeah, they yeah, played yeah. in. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So you you weren't a big fan of that movie, Camilla? That's nah, man. I like nah. I like it. I appreciate it. I'm glad. I'm glad it's kind of like popped back up again. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. I just feel like maybe in the last few years, it's like it's on all the time, everywhere now. Right, right, right. But um, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think between that one and and of course, I'm gonna get you sucker. Oh you yeah. Well, probably two of the best Wayne's movies that. That I can remember. So, but uh, yeah, I was just wondering. I, like I said, I, I know you guys are, you know, big into into, into movies and, and and such. So, just wanted to ask you about that, just because me and my friend were talking about it recently. Well, so, it's, it's interesting you bring up movies because you know Camila want want to talk about uh the uh the the Oscars and stuff. Right? Oh, well, you and, saw you saw uh everything everywhere uh recently, um, Mo. What, I did. What, you, what what you were gonna call me with a recap of that? So, what did you? Cause I feel like that's that's the movie that's gonna take it all. Although I do feel like um, I do feel like a short round dude. I think he's gonna lose to Judd Hirsch, but I think I think they're gonna take it all. Though. You do you know that's you it. do know he's been winning all the awards. So yeah, but like sometimes usually... the Oscars goes askew. Sometimes the Oscars does its own thing. Right. Sometimes right. why would why would they give Judd Hirsch his props? But anyway, yeah. no. But I want to know. I really want to know what Mo Mo wanted to hit, hit me with the, what he thought about that movie. I I loved it. I really did. I, I thought it was like a super uh, entertaining. I, I liked the storyline. I, I liked the, the sci-fi element to it. I, I liked the karate element toward it to it. Um, and and you know I forgot uh, that the actor, uh, the the husband, what's his name again? Kihai Kwan. Kihai Kwan. Yes. Uh, you know I forgot that he was in Indiana Jones as well. Mm-hmm. I just think of Goonies. When I saw him, like immediately, and he looks the same, and he looks scaringly, you know, familiar to Jackie Chan as well in that movie. But 
Um, I had forgot that he was in Indiana Jones as well. You know, I just think of Goonies and how funny, you know, how, how funny he was in Goonies. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I loved it. I, I thought the movie was really, really good. And, you know, I, I think it should win, you know, and get all the acclaim and, and awards that, that it has been receiving thus far. I think, yeah, well, yeah, like I, I do agree with you on that. I think it should win Best Picture, but I think I unfortunately feel that, um, you know, uh, Spielberg will get it for the Fablemans. Which That's is, what I think Judge Hirsch is going to get. That's what I think Judge Hirsch is going to get Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Watch. Watch. Okay. All right. And well, just like, you know, I feel like that the, the thing about the Oscars is just like most of these movies are just like easy layups for for awards. And uh, you know, he made this movie that's about his life and, and everything, even though he's been making that movie for most of his career about like, you know, broken families and heartbreak and everything, and he just made this big epic masterpiece and right. so yeah i feel that that's probably gonna take it i, I feel i feel brendan fraser gonna win for that with god for the whale, whale. Right? yeah even though he's that movie i mean if, if either of you seen that i have not yeah I, blow, I i personally think it blows but okay. uh <laughs> but yeah i think of course you know he put on a fat Suit and just he was yeah. looked all rot awful and rotund and everything and just like it and it's all just uh just nothing but uh just sad shit so <laughs> yeah so he's probably gonna get that just like it's, it's like one of these things where just like you just know who's all gonna win I mean they probably gonna give Angela Bassett her Oscar after years of denying her goddamn Oscar so sure, sure. you think they'll give it to her over Michelle Yeoh? Oh wait, no, are they the same? They're in the same category. No, right? Michelle Yeoh is best actress, and, oh, uh, God, and sure. for that they are, you know, people are, are looking at Kate Blanchett or Michelle Yeoh, but I really think Michelle Yeoh is gonna get that one. I, that think so, I think she deserved. Yeah, yeah. It. I think I, I think she she was you know so good, and I like the way that they had uh, used you know like real footage of her when she was you know, thought that she could have been a celebrity or she would have went in a different path and yeah. they were able to actually use like really footage of her on red carpets and things like that. I thought that was very cool how they did that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just, and, and I don't know, I was wondering if like think might, I don't know if you looked over at the nominations and stuff, like people are already saying that, yeah, that uh, Viola Davis should have got it for the woman Kane, the best actress and uh, Danielle Deadweiler yeah. should get it for for Till and stuff, and just you know, just yeah, there 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 always lots of people upset about snubbing and everything. Just it's just it's, 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 it's like they can't have too many people of color up in there. They get scared. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, we're gonna give it to the Asians this year. Yeah, yeah. can't have too many black folks in. Well, you, yeah, know, you know, and 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 I guess the you know after the the boycott, you know, when the, when the black people were supposed to. Boycott it. What was that? A few years ago, and then yeah, I guess what Moonlight won the next year or something like that, and they kind of yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, you know, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. You know, the, I I talked to Camilla a lot about this, and uh, you know, in regard to when I either listen to music or I watch movies or watch TV shows, I really don't allow Twitter. I don't allow you know social media to influence my opinion. 
you know, or the Oscars or award shows to really influence my opinion on things. So uh, with, with Cam, me and Heron talk about, you know, things and he'll, he'll do this thing that I told him that my brother does a lot. It's one of those things like, well, everybody else seems to like it or everybody else doesn't like it. And I'm generally There's only a few things I disagree with you on. Like, I did not think that first Wolverine movie was good. I remember you telling me, like, oh, that Wolverine movie is hot. And I was like, no, nah, man, that, that's a bad no, movie. I was no, like, no, but it's, everybody it's else so- says it's a bad movie. I just try to use it as, as uh, it's hard for me to point out specifically, because I'm not like a film critic. So it's hard for me to point out specifically what's bad about certain things. So that's why I, I lean on that. Yeah. And, and again, like I tend not to, to do that. You know, I, I like a movie and, and I don't. Adrian though. Yeah, shout out to my brother, and he's doing much better after a stroke. Uh, but you know, he tends to like we'll do this with basketball as well, and and sports. Me and my brother talk like in great depth about sports and especially NBA stuff. And he'll say like, "Well, this, you know, they're saying this and they're saying that," and I'm just like, "Well, what do you think? You know, what is your opinion? I don't care. You don't have to report to me." what other people with the Oscars say or what have you or what these award shows what Craig say. Lindsay said in his in his uh what Craig Lindsay said in his review. Right, right, right. That next time you tell me something's good. Right, right, right. So uh you know but I, I I tend to you know like movies for a while like them and and they're they're generally and, and music as well you know they they tend to be personal for me and versus like me relying on social media and, and Twitter people to uh to dictate it in any kind of way you know i think that's part of the reason i think my cousin had the best uh screen or uh, a handle uh it said social media ruined the internet mm-hmm. and you know and for a long time i didn't really understand what he was saying but i totally agree if the internet was you know without social media aspect of it how different we would utilize it and and utilize it more as an informative uh tool and 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 for knowledge versus people just putting their opinions on any goddamn thing wait so, were you listening to the last episode because that's what we, that's what they talked about at the end of the last episode i i, I didn't tune into the last episode oh but... that's the same thing um uh vernal right vernal 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 that's the same yeah. thing vernal coleman yeah right i got that yeah. right well we we're basically talking about how journalism has kind of you know, has been on a decline because of the internet and just how easy uh, well yeah I guess it was but well just like just social media and just the internet and, and in general you know just it's more easy to get access out there but uh just but yeah that also applies I mean because we could also just get into the whole argument the whole about uh just everybody feels that movies are on the well, not so much. Well, movies and movie theaters and people, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these films that are nominated for Oscars, nobody ever seen that. Yeah, right. nobody ever seen nobody. You know, nobody, nobody seen women, women talking, even though it is a good film, but nobody went out to see it. Just, but that's, but that's mostly for for various reasons, chief of which being. Uh, you know, the pandemic kind of made everybody realize, oh, we could just stay our ass at home and watch a movie yeah. instead of going all the way out to. And and you yeah. know, there's you know, there's always there's also been the you know, the, I don't know if you heard about the the talk of all the regal theaters closing. 
yeah, all over the country, and yeah. just and and there's already been there's already been uh, theaters around here in Houston uh, that have been shutting down, and so but um, yeah, just, yeah. I I think you know I was listening to um, Quentin Tarantino on on the Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. and what was that? What he and what he had said that. Right. Uh, that that while back, uh, like when he's like yeah, when, when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came yeah, out, yeah, and and he had released the book. Actually, I think it was after the book was released because the book came out after the movie. Yeah. And so he was on there a while ago, and he Quentin Tarantino's take on why the movie theater was declining it was was very you know uh, a very astute point that he made is that they they just got too expensive, right? And and you know. Uh, I think Cam, you had kind of mentioned that too. It's still like you know, as if you're bringing your family to a movie theater, it's still relatively cheap as compared to you know other activities like Disney World or something like that. But uh, he was saying that back when he was a kid, and I talked to my dad about it as well. It's like, yo, for you know, like a nickel or something like that, you go see three movies, you know, and and popcorn was cheap, and you know, a lot of times the popcorn would come with the movie, and once the movie theaters started jacking up the prices on on one of the tickets and then so if you have a family of five and you bring them to a movie theater i mean shoot you're walking out with a hundred and some dollar tab right and 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 you get to see one movie and you you got you know one big thing of popcorn for the family and 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 a soda and it's still like a hundred some dollars so the fact that they up the price so much is what's breaking that system of movie theaters then on top of that i was in walmart today which i also think is breaking well another factor is i saw a 70 inch tv for 368 dollars yeah okay on clearance and i'm thinking to myself like I don't even need a TV, but I feel compelled to buy it because it's a 70 inch TV, right? And and it's like, why would you, you know, why you know that it's like the equivalent of of going to a movie theater if you get a nice surround sound, you know, in, in your living room, shoot, you got a movie theater right there, you and, know. Well, once once again, it's just this this convergence of things where, yeah, I think I always think back to 25 years ago, like right at this point 25 years ago everybody was seeing titanic it was the biggest yeah. movie to, uh like p- people kept going to it like for weeks and weeks and weeks it wasn't just like a one time thing it was like it was number one for a really long time yes. wait mo yeah. did you go see titanic in the movie theater yeah no i did not all right see i don't think everybody the only reason why i saw it is cuz I, I was in college at the time and there was a girl that that I want you know I wanted to, I wanted to get with and and she said come see Titanic. And yeah. No, I I definitely I definitely like, like saw it after the movie theater. Yeah, what it is. yeah, but but people did go see that movie a lot, and it just go in that whole time we're just like you could see a movie and then like on a like four or five six months later the 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 it come out on home video around blockbuster and, yeah yeah and then and. And just like that whole plan of the movie coming out first in the theaters, and people go see it at the in the theaters, and then at some point home video. But then as the years progressed, and the home video market kind of you know was dwindling because of of Netflix and 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 streaming iTunes yeah. and streaming, and and now with all the streaming 
systems just playing and, and like a lot of these movies just going straight to streaming now. Just like this whole mindset of why, once again, why the hell we need to go to the movie theater to see this sure. shit, sure. and like, and 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 because of this, the uh, the studios are now getting desperate as hell. That's why every damn movie that you see now is some big uh, temple. Uh, whether it's comic book movies or franchise mm. films, it's funny because all these films used to just come out in the summer, and then like the rest of the year would either be devoted to to the movies that made you think, or were just films that sure. coming out. It's like it, we just expect this all the summer, but since because of all these things, uh, uh, you know, of, of the you know streaming and 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 staying home to watch movies on big screen TVs on flat screens and everything. Now all these these movies come out all the goddamn time. I mean, the Ant Man yeah. movies coming out, yeah, in February, and then just yeah. it just it just like Hollywood is desperate as hell to get eyeballs on their movies, so they're making all these big spectacles and in in hope in the hopes that people will will leave the house to see to see them. Sure, sure, uh, I and I. I'm trying to think. Most of the movies I do go to the movie theater. You know, I'll go with my daughter, mm -hmm. right? And, and uh, we saw Strange World. I think that was the last movie that we went to go see is a Disney movie, which was so bad. Even my my eight year old daughter was like, "Oh, this movie is so bad." The only good thing about it was that literally, me and her were the only two people in the movie theater. Yeah, and. You know, we had popcorn fights. We were running up. You know, I dared her to go run up and touch the screen. You know, we were sitting on top of the chairs. And, you know, we just had a ball because literally the only two people in that movie theater. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, for for kids, I think, you know, the movie theater experience, you know, is good. But still, to be honest with you, I, I was like, damn, this is relatively expensive. Just for me and her, I mm -hmm. think, honestly, it was, you know, after we got the, the kids' popcorn and drink and whatever, you know, it was still like, you know, 50-some-odd dollars that I paid, yeah. you know, after everything was said and done. And yeah. it's just like, wow, like, you know, again, when I talked to my dad and, and you know, in the 70s and you know, 60s and 70s when, you know, they were going to see, you know, triple play movies and, you know, and, and you know, being at the movie theater from, you know, from the afternoon till nighttime and just watching. Hey, can I just, say, can I just say, I remember, I remember one time I was in Newark and my and my uncle took me to the theater. I forget which one it was. We saw a double play of, um, what do they call it? It was double bill, double showings. It was double, uh, double features. Double, double features. features yeah. and, and it was, it was um, Any Which Way But Loose and the Blues Brothers. Mm -hmm. And that would have been like early, that would have probably like 83. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and it was yeah. those movies. Yeah, I mean, I, th my, my dad would say, like, you know, his mom would just drop him off there, you know, for the whole day, mm -hmm. you know, and, and and just, you know, he would get home at night and then he just he watched three movies. And yeah. it was like so cheap, and it was like a, a a good way to to get your family out. But with the with the price hike, I, I didn't. Like I said after watching that um, the Joe Rogan podcast with Quentin Tarantino, I I didn't really think of it that way because you know uh, what Craig was saying is that a lot of these 
you know, traditional movie theaters are, are, are closing up shop. And it's not just due to the pandemic. It's really due to, to these, you know, how much they're they're charging, especially for the concessions and, and snacks. It's ridiculous. Like a, a lot of times you will pay more for your snacks than you actually did for the ticket. Well, so, it, well, once, well, once again, like in the 70s, like you could, you know, like there weren't, there wasn't, a, you know, a lot of people with VCR, a lot, a lot of people with cable. And the they could just, the yeah, yeah, but you know, just they can make, they can build these movies and double features and, you can go, and people go see them because it's always easy, easy money. But it's just like it's, it's, you know, especially as you keep, keep, keep bringing up about movie theaters and just movie theaters are trying so damn hard to stay relevant. And I mean, yeah. there's one theater here in uh, Houston, the, the marquee, and they've been renovating for the past. Couple mm-hmm. of years to right. make it. They got like trying to try and do like some so have some amenities and just some perks and everything to make. Yeah, it- yeah, like the dining, the dining yeah. ones where you can order food and yeah, you know, so, they serve it to you. You can order drinks. You know, even yeah, you get like so, you know, uh, they have like full on bars there and stuff. What about the Greenway though? The Greenway, they got a bar. Yeah, but they they have not been able to fill that restaurant that left for like well, like damn near three four years. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, there used to be a restaurant over there, but it's like it's just closed down. But and and so it's just like movie theaters, especially these past, uh, you know, these you know, on a couple decades, they've been trying seriously trying to get money somehow, and that whether or not it is through the concession stand or through like you know tickets and everything like that, they're real, yeah. So it's just like there is that that increase in spending at movie theaters, which sure. Yeah, because they're they're trying to get their money just like uh, Hollywood yeah. is. So yeah, they 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 got like the super recliner seats, and mm-hmm. you know you could get all the way back, and and damn, they're going to sleep like a bed in some of these movie theaters. So oh, yeah. they're trying, but uh, we'll, we'll see how long they last. Especially like I said, if Walmart is selling selling seventy inch mm-hmm. TVs for for three hundred bucks, yeah, uh, it's really going to be hard for them to to get that. Uh, get that back, you know. When, when back in the day, when we had like a thirty-inch TV, you know, if that, or, or I, I don't even know what kind of TVs we used to have, you know, at our house that you know uh, that everybody used to crowd around to watch, you know, TV programs on. And now, like I said, for uh, measly three hundred dollars, you get a seventy-inch flat screen, yeah. you know, with 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 four uh, K or H or eight K or whatever the hell new thing they got going on. You know, with clarity, it's fascinating. So, it's what black. I hope is that it'll just reduce, yeah. and then there'll just be more boutique theaters, and then you'll just be a, like, really, it'll just be for aficionados. So, like, you know, if you want to go see EO, you know, what I mean, movie about the donkey, mm-hmm. like, you got to go to like a fourteen pews, or, you know, which is a really small little like community right. theater almost, or right, you got to right, go to right. like a museum, and it's really just for like aficionados. But you know, those big theaters where they play the Marvel movie on like 10 screens. Right. They even reduce the number of screens now. So I, I think it's just going to develop into something just smaller. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Like how I Toys mean, R Us went from Toys R Us to now they got like little small Toys R Us. Right. But right. Yeah, you know, because I think a lot, especially here in Houston where uh, you know, we, I, I used to call them Google Plexes because they used to have, because they would have 30 24 to 30 screens in one multiplex and they would always have these gigantic 
theaters uh, that would have all these seats. I think like when they started doing that, I just I saw that like oh they they're, they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot because it's like it's like all these damn screens and just they you know in all you know they have all these stadium seating arrangements yeah. and everything yeah, yeah. and just like. And as you, you know, because you was talking about the past, and just like you had these small theaters just playing double features and everything like that. And that was the, the first instance I noticed of, you know, just theaters really getting greedy with the, just like they honestly think like, like we'll, we'll build these gigantic movie theaters so that everybody and can go see, get whatever. And just like it just started to, the the whole idea that everybody would go to the movies to to thirty screen multiplexes yeah, kind of yeah. kind of like was kind of died down so yeah <laughs> I mean um well we'll see I mean I I think honestly technology they're gonna have to do like really get like some three D technology that or like 4d or something there's something's gonna have to came where people are just jumping out the screen sort of thing to for it to revolutionize and you know the uh, there has to be some sort of you know technological technological advances in, in, in that for it to get back to to really make it so that you know you're going because mm-hmm. it's a different sort of viewing experience versus you know the experience being the same way that you could view it at home mm-hmm. so you know I mean, I I don't even remember what the last. I think the last 3D movie that I actually saw was Avatar, like the first one, you know. And 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 then they had like the 3D TVs that everybody thought were gonna, you know, really jump off. But you know, none of that has has come about. Yeah, I I think the last 3D movie I saw, uh, they re-released. Uh... Jaws. Dawn, Dawn of the uh, yeah, they released Jaws, but they also they briefly oh, re-released that. Dawn of the Dead okay. in 3D for a week, and yeah, that was that was one I, I I checked out. So yeah, yeah, but and was it good? Was it like worth the the 3D experience? I mean, it was all right. I mean, it didn't in, right, you know, right. Was, I thought Jaws was. You thought Jaws was 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 good uh, in 3D? Yeah, yeah. It was definitely Jaws, like a Jaws changing experience. Jaws is solid. I got I got to take my kids, so yeah, it was for him. I think it was pretty it was pretty dope. But mm-hmm. Jaws is solid. Okay, See, that's okay. all they need to do. Just give it the screen just for. I mean, there were probably like ten people in the theater. You know, I mean, I don't know if if, if uh, Regal was making their money that day, but um, right. You know, it's always worth it. Uh, yeah, I was I was all alone in the the theater when I saw Jaws. So just like, <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, there's it's it's such a dime. I mean that, and you know, like the mall, you know, like all of these things are just like you know dude, things dude. that we grew up with. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a '70s and '80s yeah. baby, and all the things that we thought were like the coolest thing ever is just you know totally in our '40s is just gone and it's yeah. so irrelevant. I was just about to ask, do motherfuckers still go to the mall? Are you know, are there malls just like Yeah, yeah, there are malls and nobody's ever there. There's a bunch of old people getting their steps in, you know, in yeah. the wintertime and, and walking around all day and then with their sketchers on. And uh, you know, that, that's that's about all you see. I mean, people still go to Short Hills Mall. They still they go do, to the galleria. Yeah. You know, oh, I, god I, damn it. Oh shit. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you brought up the galleria, which is just <laughs> like 
who the hell at this point want to go to the Galleria? Because they're even shooting up in there, uh, like when December or something. They even... yeah, they shoot. It's crowded as hell. I actually, I'll never forget the last time I was in Galleria. It was like a few months ago, and I was just trying to see where the hell everything was, and because I was trying to go to an art gallery, and like where the hell is the art gallery on this goddamn place? And just I walked past a wedding party. And I'm like, they have wedding parties at the Galleria now, and just like <laughs> in the mall. Well, just like I just like this this party, this gathering of people, like, and there's like this one bride, and they're all, and they're all just walking past me, and I'm just like, y'all, y'all celebrating a wedding, yeah, at the goddamn Galleria. Oh, that's right, you did have some uh, pictures of that. I mean, you had some video. Yeah, there, so right? yeah, it was Galleria is like Short Hills Mall, uh, but a little okay. bigger. And, and okay. Okay. Occupies like a couple streets, and it, it's hell in Christmas. And there's a cheesecake factory, I believe. So you know, yeah, you know the brothers and sisters always all gonna convene uh, down yeah, there. Go to cheesecake factory. It's fine dining for a lot of people out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I went to, to the, 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 the Jersey the, the, too. The, the, no, no, I'm not. I'm talking about like. I mean, I'm not bringing Houston in, man. You know, I'm saying Jersey too. I mean, people out there in general. I mean. Uh, but I went to with the movie theater and I brought my daughter to to go see uh, Strange World. It's actually in a mall. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy how like there's like, you know, I think there's a GameStop there. There was like a Dick Sporting Goods. And then like everything else was, you know, just nothing in this mall. Like nobody's there at all. Like even they didn't even have any kiosks or anything. And I'm just thinking like, how the hell, you know, are these, you know, people are even... You know what is the rent in there? Like you know, thirteen dollars a month now to 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 get a place in the mall. So I just can't find anybody to buy it yet. I, I'm sure they can't. I'm sure they cannot. Um, but and which is to me, which is weird because I'm one of those people who don't like shopping online. I feel like I'm one of those. Yeah, I have to like feel it. I gotta touch it. I gotta and I want it. I want to leave with it. I don't want to have to wait. You know, for you know, a day or something. Like, even if it's you know, next day shipping, I don't give a fuck. I want it right now. And uh, you know, I think the last pair of sneakers I bought, I went old school and, and walked and put them on, put my old sneakers in the box and, and walked out with them. Oh, so did. Yeah, I, 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 I did one of those. Yeah, I did one of those moves. So um, <laughs> you know, I, we'll see. I, I, maybe there may be a resurgence in. I, I can't see in the movie theater, but maybe there may be a resurgence in in, in, in the malls opening back up. I, I, you know, but maybe not. I, Who knows? I think people have gotten too used to Amazon. Just yeah, every yeah. like I like my, my next door neighbor always gets shit uh, yeah. dropped on the doorstep as at Amazon, which yeah, every day, yeah, every day, and just which yeah, I, I love how this has just become the you know. Three old dudes talking about things were better back in the day. <laughs> yeah, talking about some old old head shit. Yeah, old and, uh, head shit. That's the that's yeah. the name of the that's that's the name of this episode. Old <laughs> old head shit. Some old head yeah. shit. Some old head shit. Right. The headlines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey guys, like I said, I appreciate you. You have me. Um, yeah, you know, thank you. I, I, I do. I do like uh, uh, podcasts. I, I particularly like your guys' show, uh, even though you know I'm not a big fan of of Camilo. Uh, yeah, I don't I just, like the way I have to pronounce his name anymore. Uh, but other than that, I, you guys I just, doing a good job. I just, I just, I just don't like the fact that like we don't really 
we, 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 you know, one of the reasons we have guests here because um, there's a lot of shit we can't talk about on the right. podcast. I don't want to get caught up saying something out of place. Yeah, like, so oh, it's Craig, so, Craig, you know, Craig, you know, Craig don't call Keith Murray a crackhead, which I, I didn't like. I did not call Keith Murray a crackhead. He said he did said I? he was he said he was on drugs or something, which I didn't appreciate. I thought we all I thought we all agreed on that that something was going on, but yeah. So yeah. we like we're constantly trying to find a, a common ground where it's just like okay, this is the show, and we can talk about this stuff because apparently there's a lot of shit that we can't talk about on this podcast, which unfortunately, because I'm I'm a big fan of get into real shit and I heard I heard real stuff, but it's you know just. I heard. Well, we'll try to uh, yeah, we'll try yeah, to Craig, keep I it. Guess, I guess I guess that sort of thing we have to take offline, right? And yeah, we could talk about uh, niggerish shit offline. Oh, so. Yeah, we can't. We can't. You know, we. I guess we gotta keep it light. Yeah, this is this is not the it's not the platform. I'm trying to be like Elvis Mitchell, man. I want to do like Elvis Mitchell cultural uh, repartee. Yeah, well, when you become like a a, a writer, like a. a What's my man Malcolm Gladwell? You know, once you be, then you could have. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Malcolm Gladwell. Have, right, he has uh, he has a good podcast and is very you know uh, uplifting and and cultural and and you know a you know, very intelligent conversations. But but but, but like but as I told him, we like I like to talk about d- dumb n word shit. And right, uh, right, right. it's not really. I'll say where dumb nigger shit. Can, can yeah. I say well, I'm a guest? Bro. Well, I can you say can it. say it, in there, but there's a chance. I'm a guest. Uh, give me, give me a little. May not like it and 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 post it, but it's uh, but it's but I but also I also talk old head shit. Let's right, that's, right, right. That's, that's old. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's universal. Yeah, that's universal. We can talk about. Hey man, I think that's that. I think that, I think that's ageism. To be honest with you. Uh, Camillo and I, I don't like the fact that you know old head shit is okay, but you know uh, that, that's a form of ageism. But nigger is, is, is very racist, and you know we can't say anything about the trans or gay people because that's homophobic. I, I think what Camillo had said I was recently, which I was like, what the hell are you talking about? But that's fine. We'll we'll, we'll keep everything. We're all learning, man. We all learning. Well, yeah, we're, 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 <laughs> and the brave dude, new worlds. Dude is getting uncomfortable as fuck. So let's end this. I know, right? You see, you see him picking <laughs> yeah. off his hat and everything. Yeah, right? just like he's just, like sweating over there because I'm using yeah, his words. I can I can see him just like, oh god damn it, let's let's wrap this up. So, but uh, yeah. Marisa, where can Pete? Can you just like plug away and tell people where sure, they sure. can contact you, your your socials, and just what what you got going in the future? Let's you know plug away. Sure, sure. Um, of course, everybody can follow me on Instagram. Uh, Lily T Company, um, and it's L S one L L I L Y T A Company C O M P A N Y on Instagram. Uh, my website is www.lilytcompany.com. Um, a lot of information about tea is on there. Uh, also, for you, Craig, like uh, go. You know, each one of the flavors that we have has very specific health benefits associated mm-hmm. with it. Um, and you know, we wanted to you know, again, be very health conscious about it, but also be fun and have some fun flavors uh, along with it. Right. And, and make it tasty is one of the things I did not want to do is, you know, just have uh, teas that were just very medicinal and, and, and tasteless or just taste like medicine. So we, we did a lot of cool flavors. Like uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with soursop fruit. Um, 
Uh, uh, soursop fruit is, is like an amazing fruit that is, is kind of like a pineapple, but that's one of my biggest sellers. Um, a lot of people from Dominican Republic, because it's an island fruit, so Dominican Republic and Jamaicans, oh, they just love soursop. And um, so we have a soursop tea. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of information about uh, the history of uh, Sri Lanka tea and, and uh, a history about my mother, who, who the company is named after. Mm -hmm. um who, who, who was very uh instrumental in my whole life which i think all of our mothers are you know and yeah. um so it, it was a it was a very it was, it was a way to keep her close to me by creating a lily tea company after she passed um but yeah uh lilyteacompany.com and, and on insta uh lily tea and uh i think on snapchat i'm the tea guy uh for all those who use snapchat uh and facebook as well you can look up lily tea company and I, I tend to just do funny tea posts um, all the time, and and you know just keep my 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 uh, my IG very very lighthearted and and uh, you know just entertaining as much as possible. So um, yeah, uh, and that's about it. Uh, you can check out uh, my, uh, my one of my favorite artists, Mikey Mula, and that's M I K E E M U L A, an artist from New Jersey. Uh, he just released. Uh, new EP, which is super dope, man. If you guys are the gangster rap shit, you know, and 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 bars and and wordplay, definitely check him out. Uh, Arsenal the Rebel was doing big things uh, down in Orlando with his studio. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, it's all the plugs I got. Uh, you know, and uh, they said uh, thank you guys for uh, uh, for for having me on, man. I appreciate thank it. Craig, you, it was brother. really good meeting you. And Camillo, uh, you know, I'll, I'll holler at you a little later, and uh, we we could talk about that niggerish shit that we always do, you know, offline. So, mm -hmm. I know what yeah, you're talking about. yeah, okay, yeah. Well, oh, we're all we're all black friends, but uh, well, just y'all, hey man. You know what? To be honest with you, and 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 you know, I I I I dropped the n word on everybody. I I call. You know, uh, white women, the N word, just because I think. Oh it's, yeah, because because, yeah. because if, if you think of the word, it, it's it's a behavior more so than associated yeah. with the color to me, right? So if you're, if, if you're acting niggerish, I don't care what color you are or what gender. Oh you yeah, are, right. It's 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 more of a behavior or more of what you're saying or doing versus to me anyway and 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 how i define it at this point is more of that than than actually i mean my fiance is french she's a french white woman i call her i dropped the n-bomb on her she's always like I'm like no because you're acting like that you're acting you know very niggerish so to say so but wait, anyway wait your your fiance is french and white well yeah so i just say she's not white i think she's just french, french I think. black wow arab french person you, right, she's just French, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, I call her, I call her, uh, you know, I dropped the M bomb on her uh, when she, when she's, you know, acting in a, in a, in a behavior, which seems to be typical along with. Well, with you know, you, uh, you, 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 French white woman. With the, congratulations, man. Just that, <laughs> that is. Wow, you, you just. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get the best. That, but yeah, thank you, man. I'm gonna get the best white woman I possibly can, and just yes. So <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, well, well, good luck with all of that.
and uh, thank you, thank you all very much, you know, Camilo. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but uh, let, let's let's you know, let's let's keep rocking and rolling. You know, oh, so it's always you. fun time. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. Man. I appreciate it. I'll keep tuning in, guys. Oh, all right, man. See you, man. All right, peace. peace.